Should you waste any time fishing the deeper waters of a stillwater lake? Why go deep when trout feed a majority of their time in the shallows? Denny Rickards was on the podcast in episode 64 and drove home this point in a number of tips and tricks. And this episode is the most replayed episode in the history of the Wetfly Swing podcast. So today you will get a summary of some of the best tips from that episode on catching trophy trout in still waters. Hey, I'm Dave, host of the Wetfly Swing podcast. I've created one of the largest fly fishing podcasts in this country. And I've interviewed more of the greatest fly anglers than just about anyone out there. And now I'm soloing today so you can get a quick blast of knowledge to improve your stillwater game. Today, you're going to learn the seven biggest takeaways from the big episode with Denny, including a tip on presentation, how to choose the right fly and where to fish based on time of day, plus much more. But before I get into the big tips with Denny, I want to share a little story from my Stillwater past. I was fishing a moderate-sized lake off the mountain. This is a lake that we'd fished quite a bit, and uh, because of its location, it was easy, fairly easily accessible on the north side of the mountain, and, uh, and it was just one of those days. Everything was kind of normal. We were fishing, uh, and as I remember, fishing wasn't too great, but we started to see some clouds rolling in, and it started getting darker, and you could just see it coming. And I noticed my dad and Gene, they were in a drift boat, and they had started pulling to the uh, the north side of the lake. And I could see them kind of getting out. And, and, and I was in, I think at the time I was in a float tube. And what happened was fish started hitting the fly. And I was getting pretty much a fish one after another. And as it kind of got more and more and the rain started coming in and it got nastier, the fishing just got better, uh, better and better. And then there was lightning and thunder and all of that. And eventually I did go in, but I pushed it that day. A good tip for you, never, never do this. But I just want to let you know, uh, I pushed it that day and had one of my best days on Stillwater ever. And it was mainly because I was fishing on that change, change in pressure that day. And so I remember that story very well. Uh, on that lake. It's been a while since we've been up there, but a good reminder for you uh, and a tip that we're going to talk to at the end, there's going to be a little bonus tip that we're going to dig into that talks a little bit about the pressure, some tips on changes in pressure and, and conditions. But before we get there, let's focus on these seven key takeaways from that episode I did with Denny many moons ago and, uh, and find out how to catch larger fish in lakes. So here we go. Number one, understanding Trout feeding behavior, uh, Denny said, trout primarily feed in the top two to three feet of water, especially during low light conditions like early morning or late evenings. So again, this is an important tip that uh, we've talked about. And if you really want to focus on some of those places that, you know, can be the the, the supermarkets, uh, as Phil Roy would say it, uh, these shallow areas are the place to be. Number two, master the art of fly presentation. So retrieval should be in sync with natural prey movements. Denny suggests a slow retrieve with, with occasional pauses as the prey does not move fast or in a straight line in still waters. So another good reminder that uh, mix up your retrieves as you're going and don't just get stuck on one thing. Always be mixing it up as you go. All right, number three, choose the right fly. Seems obvious, uh, but always uh, can be a challenge. Then he says the size of the fly is more crucial than the color, right? So size is more crucial than color. He recommends using larger flies earlier in the season and smaller ones as the season progresses. His top fly choices include, of course, the seal bugger in black or olive with burnt orange hackle and a tail and still water nymphs, olive tail or burnt orange tail. And then he says emphasizing the importance of the right pattern and size for different conditions. So, so those are some of his keys. 
Uh, let's go to number four, fishing strategy based on time of day. And he says, utilize an intermediate or seven foot intermediate sink tip line designed for lakes to ensure the fly stays at the optimal depth. As Denny notes, that depth is more important than fly selection again. So getting at the right depth for these fish, and you may you should make sure to have a, a series of different uh, line uh, sinking types. Number five, move and cover water. So again, we kind of mentioned this before, but Denny suggests trolling or casting perpendicular to the shoreline, ensuring that different areas and depths are explored as trout are not evenly distributed in the water. So he mentioned this as you're casting, so get out and cast towards the shore uh, perpendicular and then work your way uh, through those areas. Number six, optimize your retrieval technique. So retrieval technique is a game changer. Denny highlights that trout often strike during the pause between retrieves, not during the pull itself. So again, remember the pause is key. He advises incorporating longer pauses between poles, mimicking the natural behavior of prey, which, which increases the likelihood of attracting trout. So that we talked a little bit about the, this uh, before as far as presentation and retrieves, but just another good reminder on that. And, uh, and the number seven, the number seven tip today is be observant and adaptive. Monitoring weather, light, and water conditions is essential as these factors greatly influence trout behavior and feeding patterns. There you go. So observant. So, you know, being adaptive and adjusting on the water is the key to not only still water, but all fishing. And so there you go. So there's seven quick tips, a quick blast for you today. We're now going to talk a little more about what I said at the beginning, that story of me getting caught in the lake and luckily not getting struck by lightning with my lightning pole rod in the air. But it does affect, you know, the fishing, right? The pressure and all this stuff. So here's a couple of points on changes in the environment and how that affects. So let's talk barometric pressure first. As a storm approaches, uh, which was in my situation, the barometric pressure usually drops. Trout are sensitive to these changes and can become more active as the lower pressure can stimulate feeding behavior. So that's what I found. So water temperature and oxygen is also important. So what does rain do on the water? Rain can cool the water, especially during warmer months, making it more comfortable for trout as they prefer colder temperatures. Rain also oxygenates the water, which can energize trout, potentially leading towards aggressive behavior. So there you go. So this is exactly what happened to me, right? So the rain kept going and it kept getting better and better as the, the, the storm kind of came in. And this one, it says increased water flow and turbidity. So rain can increase the flow and turbidity, cloudiness of the water, which can have a few effects. So trout generally feel more secure with decreased visibility. So there's one. Increased flow can dislodge and wash food sources, such as insects in the water, encouraging feeding. But obviously, if the water becomes too uh, turbid, then it can have a uh, detrimental effect. So there's a couple more things. And let's just round this out with changes in insect activity. So rain can trigger hatches of aquatic insects as well. And we mentioned washing insects into the water. So trout do take advantage of all of these situations. And, uh, and it's a good reminder that if you can get in a storm, if there isn't any lightning, if it's just kind of a change in pressure, lower, lower scale stuff, it's a good time to be out on the water. And just remember that. And hopefully you don't ever get in a situation where you're as crazy as I was that day and actually um, risked my life. So I did actually risk my life a little bit, um, but now that I look back on it, it was worth it. Okay. That's the bonus. And now we're going to leave you with a thought, a quick thought. And this is uh, from Denny. This is from that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode. And Denny says, in stillwater fly fishing, success doesn't just come from understanding the fish. It comes from becoming a part of the environment you are fishing. 
The more you observe, adapt, and respect the natural world around you, the more the lake gives back in terms of fish caught and experiences gained. It's about the depth of your engagement with nature, not just the depth of the water you're fishing in. So I think that quote beautifully summarizes Denny's approach to fly fishing and uh, and fishing still waters. And, uh, and I think uh, I'm going to leave it there. If you want to follow up more with us right now, you can check in with us at our private Facebook group right now with over 2,000 people in there. You can ask a question. Um, I think maybe even Denny's in there. I'm going to check in with Denny right now, make sure he can come in maybe to answer a few questions. And, uh, and come in and answer yourself and connect with the group. That's wetflyswing.com slash... Facebook right now, wetflyswing.com slash Facebook, and, uh, and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you if you haven't joined the group and see if we can connect you to the community. I hope you are enjoying these solo episodes. Uh, if you get a chance, if you have a, a feedback for these or if you have another idea for a solo episode, I'd love to have you on here so we can talk more about it. So that's the lesson for today. Uh, you can check out the full episode with Denny. We'll have a link to the show notes in that. And that is episode, uh, that was episode... 64 Denny Rickard Stillwater Fishing. Um, he covered it all in that episode, and and you can listen to that right now. That was from that was from a number of years ago. I want to say it was probably in 2018 when we put that one together. All right, I am going to get out of here. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great afternoon, a great evening, or a great morning wherever you are in the world. Look forward to catching you on this next solo snippet episode. Talk to you soon. <laughs>